Hey, welcome to Best Friends Pod, a weekly episodic discussion about Shira and the Princesses of Power. We'll cover one or two episodes every podcast. Spoilers ahead. If you're anything like the three of us, then you're obsessed with Shira. You've probably seen season five like three times in the past week, uh, and you're probably in a Shira deficit and don't know what to do. You might also be wondering, how the hell did this cartoon take over my life? I'm Shayna. I'm Layla. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Best Friends Pod. So right away, we're introduced to the planet Etheria, with so many moons and no sun. Uh, We zoom into the Fright Zone, and we get a montage of Adora getting ready for her training simulation. um, Yeah, no, already it's like you get um, a great introduction to, like, Adora's character, where she's just um totally dedicated she's um you know doing a whole training routine before even getting to the real training um and you get like a good feel of like her personality you know yeah yeah i I definitely like um how she's just like made up to be like this huge jock like it it had a very similar montage vibe to like like a not a training like a rocky style training sequence but it kind of gave me like (laughs) okay like this is what she does like she's been doing this for a long time yeah and this is like she's so comfortable Uh in this like disciplined lifestyle yeah but also like pretending to shoot herself in the mirror and like taunting (laughs) a picture of a princess on the punching bag you know it's like ridiculous (laughs) She's like over the top. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, training and then, simulation um, starts. Oh, now you go. No, I was going to say the same thing, so you go. Okay. So when the training simulation starts, we already see so much of the team's dynamics through their introductions. We know that Adora is the leader, she's the one calling the shots. We know everybody bags on Kyle right away when he's essentially killed. Um, (laughs) And we see that Catra is already really isolated. She doesn't show up when they're called to attention. Yeah, but she's she's also on Adora's mind. Like, she's also looking out for her. So. Yeah. Like, uh, Adora's... I don't think it's her first line, but one of her earliest lines are like, where's Katra? Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, this this is like a really, really good way to build the inherent differences between Adora and Katra that like get talked about later um, when Adora does get her force captain, captain promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they did a super solid job of laying her foundation. Like from the get-go, like you really understand what Adora is all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this or not, <laughs> but maybe I'm not. And this is totally what they meant. But I noticed that like, so Adora's going all out, you know, like fighting the bots and stuff, going full on in training. But like, as soon as she defeats the final big bot and Ketra shows up and gives that final blow, she just like, she totally just forgets herself, doesn't even think about anything. And she falls down the hole and like dies, you know? Even though that's like, a 
Like she just like yeah. Once her job is done, she's not concerned with herself at all, and it's like that's her character is that she's like she's there to do her mission, and beyond that, she doesn't really think about herself. Yeah, that's, that's so a really true. good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like the training sequence was so funny because um like I never I feel like in the rest of the show do we ever see combat like that against the princesses and uh, <laughs> I almost I almost wonder if it's if it's talking about um speaking to Hordak's incompetence um rather than like oh, our soldiers are so well prepared. It's like, well, what are you preparing them for? Because they don't experience anything like this yeah. in the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None, of the, none of the princesses have lasers that they shoot at each other. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's I just totally thought that was like, really funny. It could totally be hinting at like how um, Hordak just like, he has no idea. He has no idea yeah. what's going on. <laughs> He's, He's never like, stepped outside his sanctum. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks really cool and it looks really tough and i think that's like hordak's whole thing (laughs) it's all about the the feeling of the place like oh oh, yeah yeah. oh yeah the vibe (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but i i think the training um is a is a also like you know we get to we get to see catra for the first time and even when she's introduced she has like a villainous vibe like she's in the shadows (laughs) and like She's watching everyone, like, trying to do this, like, rather upbeat activity. And, and she's just she, she's just quiet and, like, in the dark about it and by mm-hmm. herself. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, also she's, um, she's, like, I feel like she's also trying to give off the vibe that she doesn't really care, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, she's, like, too cool for it or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. She cares about it all. <laughs> but, um... One of the things that I noticed about Katra during the training simulation is that, you know, she she lets her team do the bulk of the work for her. And she comes in when basically when everything's already done. And I feel like it, it is pretty consistent with her character throughout the series that, you know, she's not the strongest and she doesn't have these, you know, powers that a lot of the other princesses has have. Um, and so she has to resort to these other ways of, of um, combat, I guess. You know, she's mm-hmm. a lot quicker than the rest. And um, I feel like I always find Katra to be the most interesting interesting person to watch during any of the like fight scenes or anything like that. Because she always, I mean, she uses some kind of cheap tactics, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're always the most fun to watch. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely um Yeah, I totally Yeah, agree. she like takes advantage of she knows how to take advantage of every situation. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like she just she's like on the go improvising, just like yeah, totally. Versus like it's like the opposite of Adora where it's like everything it's like it's all about her training, you know, like she's been dedicated to this and so it's like she's like sort of by the book, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm. Ketra is just like yeah, she's just like instinctual in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, Adora is like a very tankish fighter. And I think that like becomes more apparent later on yeah. in the series. And like Catra is definitely like a rogue <laughs> in like terms of like D classes to me. <laughs> and like, yeah, you're totally right. Like she's if you look at like the character designs, like she's one of the smallest mm-hmm. characters. And like <laughs> 
she's just she's not muscular and you know like she just like has to use her head to think through a lot of these situations but I feel like a sad part is, is we don't get to see her using her head so much because like so many of her actions are betrayed <laughs> as like a negative thing yeah, you know okay. we don't get her perspective as much as Adora's mm-hmm. I can see that I also like in a way disagree I, I like I feel like we do see that but yeah it is painted as a negative sometimes um mm-hmm. I also I loved your description of Adora as being tankish because that makes sense yeah <laughs> I'm just thinking of when she literally carries a tank and tries to like throw it at Scorpia it's like that's like um that's just yeah. like the um epitome of her fighting style <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I think also, so. Fourth, I don't know if you guys realize, but like, Kedra's first line is literally "Hey, Adora." <laughs> <laughs> I her- love it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's her catchphrase. That was really. Cute. I remember watching this for the first time and thinking, like, this seems flirty, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Yeah, on a rewatch, it's like. I mean, that's definitely what's happening. And I don't know. It's, it's really cute, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah, it's like very obviously flirty. <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah, something- I feel like. Where you go. Uh, it's something I picked up on my first time watching. But and, uh, you know, I was like, is this is this going where I think it's going? But. I feel like your first time, you can't really be too sure about it because you, you know, you think mm-hmm. of, okay, well, that's not something they would put in a show like this. Mm-hmm. And what would be wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> um, I feel like there's yeah. just like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like you guys are probably in the same boat, but there's just so much. I mean, there's so many shows where it's like you start reading into things like that and your mind is like, okay you're reading into things like this that's okay in your mind but like that's not where the show's going you know that's not what's actually happening mm-hmm. and the creators and stuff might be putting that in there but and putting that in there intentionally but that's not something that's mm-hmm. actual you know like like you're aware of any mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. manipulation mm-hmm. of it i guess you know yeah 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 I, I, whereas I like this like even though that's how um, it started out I, with how i felt like, i feel like halfway mm-hmm. through i was like oh shit no it mm-hmm. seems like oh sorry bad language <laughs> um <laughs> that's how i felt in the start of this show but even halfway through the first season and we'll get there but um i feel like there was a shift where i was like no this is um this is something different where like it's not it is hinting at it and it is like just hinting at it, but also it's a um, it's a very intentional hinting at it. And I felt like it was a mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a deceptive hinting at it. It was a um, like it was a like this is where we're going. Hopefully, hinting at it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I also feel like. Um, we don't have that many opportunities to see Adora and Catra's relationship before, like, a lot of this drama started. But I feel like th- this sequence is, like, this sequence and the whole episode 
it was like a really really nice window into seeing what what Catra acted like towards Adora before she felt like insecure mm-hmm. in their relationship like I I don't think that you know I well I think Catra definitely had feelings for Adora at this point and I think that's that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious based on their closeness and stuff and like um I feel like you know she she doesn't seem as like territorial in a sense because she doesn't feel threatened and she she's not scared yeah. of losing Adora. Yeah. Um, and we see it like later on in in the next <laughs> episode, like where that mm-hmm. shift kind of happens. But it, it's just like it's so easy to look at this and think like, wow, like you know, like <laughs> it, was, it was so nice when they didn't have to like stress out about all of the ethereal yeah. drama and stuff affecting no, I their relationship. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I completely agree with all of that and it's like i in a way i'm like sort of sad that it's like we don't get more of this catra before it like like her world is flipped over you know but um mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah it's like she's like she's so completely comfortable and just like easygoing in a way that like we actually don't ever see her again it, like this way in the entire i feel like yeah um, mm-hmm yeah i totally agree mm-hmm. um and then we get introduced i feel like it's a really in- funny oh, introduction yeah. uh <laughs> to shadow weaver yeah, every notes. time <laughs> wait we can't have bad language never mind you can't what i like my notes <laughs> just say shadow weaver holy shit so dramatic <laughs> <laughs> um, she's such she's like a she's like a theater kid you know like she needs her theatrics and like she's like oh, her wait, whole show literally like her introduction is just like literally slithering out of the shadows like yes so dramatic <laughs> and super creepy <laughs> yeah yeah also i think the first time i watched this when shadow weaver was <clears throat> first introduced I was like, are these the are these the bad guys? Like they're called the Horde. They live in the fright zone and like Shadow Weaver looks evil and her yeah. name sounds evil. Yeah, it's a sort of um, <laughs> odd introduction to the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Uh, I thought it was like so cool and like really creepy how and just like so telling how um with like Shadow Weaver's introduction, when she comes in to the scene, like she literally like emanates these shadows and all those shadows. Like mm. it's got this shot of like mm-hmm. Adora and Katra, right? So they were just in the locker room mm-hmm. having a nice time. And then Shadow Weaver comes in and these like mm-hmm. shadows creep up and um like because I think like Katra says something that's like a little bit like I don't know, sarcastic or something, but um, about the pep talks. Yeah, and and like <laughs> it's just like these shadows like creep up. It's like a shot of Adora and Katra, and the shadows like creep up on Katra. You know, like only her, and they just like it's like and mm-hmm. like yeah. Shadow Weaver just like literally just like threatens her. Like she's just like threatens her with punishment if she keeps on talking mm-hmm. back. And it's just like these shadows just creeping up on Catra, and she's like, "Okay, I'll stop." But it's like, yeah, it's it yeah. doesn't seem it's- like a lot since it's the first episode, but like knowing how, like that's literally that's like her life, and yeah, 
it's sad <laughs> i yeah. feel like you can really tell in I, in Catch's face that it's just like this happens all the time yeah you know it's like she like yeah. sort of writes it off in a way so but sad. also it, uh, but it's only because she doesn't know anything else and that's i don't know it's sad <laughs> yeah and i think it's like a really really nice introduction to the imagery that they use in the rest of the series like I definitely noticed it a lot in the in the fifth season, but like the usage of light and shadows and like darkness is like such a huge part of. I f- I noticed it the most with Katra because I think she's the one who struggles the most with like the mm-hmm. light versus the dark. Um, but I think it's so on the nose that Shadow Weaver, who's like the biggest proponent of pushing her into like the darkness <laughs> is named shadow weaver <laughs> totally it's such a funny name <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so then we get Classic. to the promotion scene mm-hmm. yeah Adora yeah, did. Um, promoted yeah. to uh <laughs> was it force captain or something what's the name it's captain yeah like i think think like in this scene and the last scene i feel like this time around i did notice that like in both those scenes adora does try to like give katra credit for like where she has succeeded but she also like Mm -hmm. she doesn't um she doesn't push it too hard and i feel like she likes knows I don't know. She doesn't put push Shadow Weaver too hard into like giving Catra too much credit. Um. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. It's like she's like on this like she's like walking this line of like trying to get her credit, but like not wanting to push things too hard. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to ruin her own standing. I mean, she Adora's like the oh, biggest yeah. teacher's pet. <laughs> so yeah. It's true. I mean, like, I also I feel love- like it, I feel like she would. Um, I okay. I feel like she is a teacher's pet, but she's also not in a way because, like, mm. I feel like she. I mean, she's not trying to give Katra credit for like her own good. She's trying to like push it for Katra's good, you know. I guess, but she also mm. knows that, like, yeah, yeah, if she pushes it too hard, then Shadow Weaver, like, who has this, like really warped and I don't know like just like terrible view of Katra you know would like take it on her in some weird way I don't know mm-hmm. yeah no I I, yeah. I see that I don't know. just a a side yeah. note uh on this scene um so Shadow Weaver asks Adora they're looking out the window at the fright zone and she's like isn't this what you wanted since you were old enough to want? Yeah. <laughs> and literally, what they're looking at like looks like trash. <laughs> like okay, the that's, that's beautiful. She's like a I giant dumpster. Like, okay, yeah. I have a similar note, but different because like I didn't notice that they were literally working looking at trash. <laughs> but I mean, it's the, they're yeah. looking at the fright zone, but it looks like trash. Because <laughs> what I took from that was that like, she was like Shadow Weaver was telling Adora what she wanted, you know, like oh. this is what you wanted, this is what you've always wanted, and um, 
that's interesting that you say it looks like trash because I mean that makes sense like it isn't what Adora wants it's just what Shadow yeah. wants like <laughs> thinks that she wants or like wants her to feel like she wants but um yeah exactly she's uh, trying to project project yeah. that onto yeah. Adora I don't know like I yeah in that like exact moment what I was thinking was um the like yeah like I mean I mean we'll get into this obviously a lot in the show but like um just that like yeah shadow weaver at this point is defining what adora wants and what adora wants is completely tied to like the horde and success within the horde and like Mm -hmm. all that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah plus um for sure i don't know i just like i found on a rewatch i found myself like just feeling for Adora so much more in the scene um mm. because like Shadow Weaver is like mm-hmm. absolutely like the most terrible thing ever <laughs> oh my gosh Shadow Weaver. Here's just, here's, oh yeah here's two small quotes kind of sucks um, they'll slow you down talking about literally all of Adora's friends and everybody she <laughs> at this point they'll slow you down. okay and then also okay quote, this is what I raised you for like (laughs) like meaning that like shadow weaver like she's completely tied to shadow weaver and like like she's been she's been raised for this like this is her life like is like she needs to be successful at this and this is what she wants in quotes you know i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's so messed up yeah i think it i think it's totally messed up, but I, I feel like, you know, those lines really bring up, like, Adora was raised to think of herself as, like, a tool. Like, she she wasn't really given the opportunity growing up to, like, be, maybe she was given the opportunity to be independent, but, like, she's she's such a conformist in the sense that, like, she just, like, was primed for leadership and, like, she was told, like, this is what you want, this is what you're going to do, this is what makes you happy without really having the opportunity to, like, see all the options and think for herself and like I think that plays a huge role later on with like what could be perceived as like selfless self selflessness but is really just like she has the blinders on and has a hard time understanding that there's like more ways mm-hmm. to yeah, go about absolutely. things I think that's perhaps. Um, that's like the heart of it <laughs> yeah it, it goes through all mm-hmm. all five the seasons of theory, of just yeah. you know just Adora trying to figure out how how she can do good but also do things for herself yeah oh, man I just um mm-hmm. I, I love that I feel like that's such an important message <laughs> yeah and what do you yeah, um, agree. first time around I didn't pick up on any of that um I, <laughs> this is like yeah mm-hmm. I thought of it was course. funny yeah. you know? you're like shadow weave is so over the top <laughs> I definitely was watching. What were you saying? Yeah. Yeah, the first time I watched this, mm-hmm. it was definitely as, like, a ch- children's show. The second time, <laughs> not a children's um, show. <laughs> second time, cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Yeah. <laughs> the greatest piece of animation ever you created, remind, remind me to tell you how, how... Why I started watching the show. Um, someone can say... <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And then oh, uh, um, you go. I, I, huh? Or Nikki goes. Is it? Are you going to say something related to what we're talking about, or something different? Okay. Um, no, I was, was going to go about on. something not related, but also not different. I think it was like something in the background. Um, just like a little side note. Okay. Is I <laughs> I think it's like hilarious looking like going back to this and looking at all of the like anti princess anti propaganda <laughs> and lies in the background <laughs> like there's literally just like i mean like there's like that like evil princess poster on her like punching bag there's like yeah they've like, <laughs> later on like the whispering woods horror stories you know and then like later in the series yeah. more stories it's like that's hilarious it's yeah. so funny like <laughs> oh my god and then when you actually see, oh, yeah. this is Bright Moon, and it's like the name itself tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's hilarious. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, like when Adora meets Glimmer, somehow she looks at Glimmer and is like, <laughs> yeah. this is what an yeah. evil person looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I feel like in for me two of like the driving characters in the show were like shadow weaver and angela as like the major maternal figures um i feel like um angela gets introduced uh next with glimmer um but i i love that the scenes for uh shadow weaver talking to catra and adora are put so close to angela talking to glimmer because it's just like such a huge contrast in their like parenting (laughs) styles for lack of a better word. Um, and I feel like Shadow Weaver and Angela are like pretty similar in a lot of ways. Like they're both really not the best to be leading their side of like like their teams essentially. Like Shadow Weaver pales oh, yeah. in comparison to Catra's effectiveness when it comes yeah. to like leading the horde. And to be honest, I feel like Angela in the same way pales in comparison to Glimmer. And like, yeah, (laughs) Catra and Glimmer both make a lot of mistakes, but they're like, it's it's almost not an argument that they were so much more effective than their like predecessors. I was snapping. Um, (laughs) And like, (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah. But it's just like the difference in how Shadow Weaver is really so manipulative and like cruel towards Katra and how Angela is like trying to be the best parent she can in her circumstances and like understands that like, you know, Glimmer is trying her best, but is just scared for her safety, you know? And that's not even something I feel like Shadow Weaver takes into consideration mm-hmm. is the safety of Katra and Adora. Um, and like, I know this, this watch through, I'm going to keep a really close eye on like the character dynamics that compare Shadow Weaver and Angela to each other because that's something I'm, I'm very yeah, much totally. interested in. Um, and I'm really glad that you, I don't know, brought that up because I, I haven't, I had not even thought about, I don't know, I, I hadn't even thought about like Angela as being like a sort of, um, I don't know, like equal opposite to um, Shadow Weaver. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. I'm excited to look at that too. And yeah. so you just like drew a parallel between. Yeah, like um, I f- Katra and Glimmer, which um, that makes like a lot of sense. And I know like later on that that's mm. more obvious later on, but I hadn't thought about it this early on in the series. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they do really parallel each other. Yeah, in I a lot of ways. I feel like, yeah, so many. Like even in the Princess Prom episode, I think that's when I first was like, interesting. Oh, I I had really a similar um, characters. I had early um, on. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to look at <laughs> as far as like jealousy and yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, and that was before <laughs> wow, watching yeah. season five, so I think it's gonna be really fun. <laughs> that makes so much sense yeah i didn't um yeah. i didn't realize uh the parallels between them until i think like the fourth season when they were sort of like i mean i mean we we have spoilers so i guess it's not bad to say but like um <laughs> you know like with um glimmer <laughs> leading the opposing side to katra and them like yeah um mm-hmm. glimmer sort of like uh, falling slightly into darkness like tempting that you know <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah and then mm-hmm, they're just like mm-hmm. opposing looks but we don't have to talk about that sorry that's not very important but <laughs> at least for the moment yeah <laughs> yeah it's important i think it is i think <laughs> but, it is um, anyways yeah no it's um glimmer <laughs> yeah let's uh oh yeah Glimmer's- so we get introduced to glimmer <laughs> Uh, I love her note when she's that she writes down after her argument with Queen Angela. What is it? Of, she's just like she's like she's like scribbling, like, "Oh, mom, I know you're not gonna read this or something, but I feel like you just don't understand me <laughs> or something along those lines." And you know, it's just like every teenager <laughs> feels ever. That's, um... That's so great. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. like, um that's uh interesting coming off of what we were just saying about the parallels between glimmer and (laughs) because they are the like um the way you that you were i hadn't thought about this before but the way that you had worded that like made me think they're like the angsty teenagers of the show both of them (laughs) yeah 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 totally yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah, Glimmer. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, Glimmer's introduction Sorry. is really, really um, funny though. I was just gonna say that, like, even no, from um, yeah, f- even from this first season, like, I mean, like, Glimmer is all about um, she's all about being taken seriously by her mom. Like, she wants to be mm-hmm. a serious player, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's like um, that's her whole introduction, and I guess that like. That's very similar to Katra, yeah. not just right, not right now, I guess, but um, a little bit, a little bit further into it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you were about to talk about Bo. Totally yeah. agree. Go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Bo's introduction is the best yes. character <laughs> introduction of any character in any show ever. My my like. My favorite part of like this whole episode is <laughs> Bo just being like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, I also like, I could just oh, replay that over and over. <laughs> I um yeah, <laughs> I love how like from like like your first like shot of him, it's like he's like mysterious and like ominous. You know, he's like literally a <laughs> shadow. And it's, like, mm-hmm that's so like opposite of mm-hmm. what he is that it's like 
Yeah. It goes from that he doesn't have to, a like, bad bone in him. Literally, yeah. like it goes from him being a shadow to <laughs> literally just screaming. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, yeah. <laughs> so great. It's um, yeah, and it's such a um, it's so yeah. cute. Their um, like Bose and Glimmer's relationship from the start. It's like mm-hmm. they're um, yeah, they're it's just super cute, super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, um, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do this later on. Is like our favorite line of the episode. Oh. As a thing. My favorite line right now. I'm just <laughs> gonna say it is. When I Bo was is gonna say one of, one of my favorite lines. This episode is Bo also, <laughs> but he's saying, "I'm like the only one that's not a princess." <laughs> Yes, Wait, <laughs> like he makes oh, that's like his role in the century. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, what are these princesses even princesses for? <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. But I love it because there's there's no. one queen, but there's so many yeah. princesses, yeah. <laughs> and all. Wait, okay, like. Yeah. Are all of their parents dead? I, I don't think so. <laughs> Not that's what I when when we meet like Mermissa, I'm like, okay, where's every Mermissa? They do say something, something. Mermista's dad retired. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's vague. I don't believe <laughs> I don't oh, remember okay. where that came from. <laughs> but um Very vague. but also in Frost's case, like she took over when she was like yeah. ten, so I mean Okay, what what would I, I feel, feel like, like her this odds. could be totally wrong, but I feel like okay, this this is what I think in my head. Is that um and I don't this could be totally wrong. But, um in my head is that like all used to have parents and because in this first season they talk about how like how to the Princess Alliance the the first one was like um, it was super failed like in my head Uh all of their parents died (laughs) in in that um, failed (laughs) and that's why everybody's so reluctant to join it that makes so much sense but also um yeah I wonder if that's like the case but because it's a kid show or whatever it would have been super dark yeah and not wanting to explicitly yeah. say yeah. like is that is that what what's implied I, I don't even know <laughs> I, that actually makes so much sense because I mean that's yeah I that's feel like that's probably yeah. it I mean yeah <laughs> could be that's sad <laughs> if that is the case yeah that's really sad just uh, a bunch of teenagers <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so we get back to the fright zone, and Catra needs to blow something <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I noticed that she purrs yes. oh, when it's she so says cute. that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I I'm Does trying she? to oh. pin down all the purrs. This that's it. That's a good pin down. Totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I will say like. Yeah. I don't know. I um I paid a lot of attention to this whole interaction between Katra and Adora this time around that like before 
mm-hmm. obviously sort of written off, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's just mm-hmm. like it's so cute how um, getting to see like Katra so carefree, first of all, but also like it seems mm-hmm. like she's so mm-hmm. excited like when she sees that like adora is promoted at first she's so excited because she just wants to she's like oh yeah let's just go conquer the world together you know <laughs> like but like that's like a yeah. thing it's like she's just like let's go <laughs> yeah. conquer the world and let's do it together and that's what she wants like i don't know it's it's really cute even though it's yeah sort of dark <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but yeah i also like i i know this gets talked about a lot oh. but i <laughs> mm. love that catra sleeps totally. on the foot of adora's yeah. bed like a and cat the way that adora just she's like wakes up frightened from like a nightmare and then she sees catra and just immediately yeah smiles. oh okay yeah um <laughs> definitely nice um oh, how can i leave that out one second yeah because i had some stuff to say from before that scene if that's okay sure because oh yeah so i totally noticed this time around what you were saying just now shana that like like that like cute little smile that adora gives Ketra when she's um she notices her like on the foot of the bed you know (laughs) that was really cute Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know if you guys wanted to talk about, mm, let's see. So before that, like when, when, um, when Adora gets her promotion and stuff and um, basically it's like when like Ketra is super excited to like that Adora has this promotion and that, and that they're going to go actually get to fight um then they get in like this like little argument sort of where i feel like sort of like these underlying Mm -hmm. feelings come up in a way um Mm -hmm. that i don't know like Mm -hmm. on a rewatch sort of make um feel a lot more intense in a way (laughs) because yeah um yeah like one of the like Adora basically says to Ketra, like, oh, you're not coming with me to, like, you, you haven't been promoted also, and you haven't um, made it out of training. And that she says, like, maybe your bad attitude is holding you back, like, because you're, you've been disrespectful to Shadow Weaver, which is, like, sort of messed up, like, totally messed up um, when you think about the situation that Ketra's yeah. in, but also, yeah. like, you can't really hold it against Adora because, I mean, this is all she knows, you know? <laughs> She's also being, like, yeah, totally, like, messed up by Shadow Weaver. Yeah. But then also, like, huh? And I feel like, uh, just real quick, I, I feel like with Adora, it's like she she thinks that all of her success and all of the favoritism that Shadow Weaver gives her is because of how mm-hmm. well she does but in reality it's like all of that was determined for her when shadow weaver found mm-hmm. her as a baby yeah you know it's like shadow weaver 
already was going to treat her differently yeah. than everyone else because she saw something in Adora. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like completely like oh yeah. And I feel like this is like such a difficult thing in their relationship that like they really like have to work through. Um and that it like comes mm-hmm. out in this first episode is awesome where it's like mm-hmm. um yeah, like um Katra thinks that like things are like easy for Dora because like everybody loves her and stuff, you know, and like just like from the start, Shadow Weaver has loved her. And it I mean it makes sense, but um it's it's a totally like it it's such a mm-hmm. like unbalanced dynamic that it's like that is it's not healthy mm-hmm. at all. But uh but oh, it's nobody's yeah. it's nobody's fault is the thing from the start. It's nobody it's not no. their fault. And I, yeah, yeah, I think Shadow Weaver's fault. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is nice seeing Adora like realize that. Um I I also mm-hmm. have a side note about Adora that I forgot to mention earlier. Um when she first sees the sword um on the skiff ride uh i feel like as soon as she leaves the fright zone like it's only like moments after she enters the whispering woods which is like arguably her first encounter with like etheria's magic <laughs> she immediately starts manifesting her powers for shira and like it could be argued because she can't actually find the sword when she like drops off the skiff um that like she wasn't even that wasn't even the physical sword mm. or maybe it was but like because the power is inside of her like it was just like almost in like mm. a way of desperation mm. just trying to find her since the yeah. sword is like i don't know since like shira is inside of her like i thought that it was really interesting that that physicality of the sword was so um like it I'm trying to think of like the right wording for mm-hmm. it, but like the sword wasn't really real because it was like yeah. moving around and stuff. In a yeah, no, I um, you didn't forget about it yeah. because we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. I think we, yeah, we we skipped a yeah. little bit because no, we went oh. to, totally fine, yeah, we skipped over the skiff ride. Because... <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, that's... Nikki, you want to no, go? I, I think you made some awesome points there um, that I hadn't thought about. Um, but I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought just now. But um, we have not. Dang, we kind of talked about this. No, because right? we haven't gotten there yet. Because um, they have their argument, and then um, oh, okay. Uh, Katra is upset, so that's why Adora steals the skip is because Katra's upset. Yeah. Mm. Um. Ah, so adorable um oh but, yeah 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 like catcher runs off Adora's like i need to care um cheer catcher up so she steals the skiff let's see one second i'm sorry i, lost my thought. I was oh, going to respond to what ride. you said Layla, and i totally um i totally blinked on what i was gonna say what was i gonna say damn it. no it's not your fault that's my fault um shannon do you sorry do you remember what you're gonna say? Uh, I don't think I really had too much to say. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'm sorry, Layla. 
because I wanted to, I wanted to respond to what you were saying, and now I've lost my train of thought, what? so I can't remember what I was going to say to what you were saying, <laughs> so now I feel like I'm ignoring what you're saying. Um, okay. I'm sure it'll come up. Well, no, no, I'm sure it'll find out. Um, if we're gonna get to the skiff ride, um, <laughs> yes. First of all, I think that it's like I don't know. First of all, it's super cute that Adora steals that for Ketra. Um, also, I didn't yeah. realize this, but like until mm-hmm. when I was taking notes for this, is that this is their first time outside of the fright zone. Yeah, that's crazy. Like on, oh. um, yeah, like the the skiff ride scene. I feel like is great because like it. I don't know. Like Adora knows that. Like I mean, it's like she recognizes that. Like in the previous scene, one of the reasons why Catra was so upset with Adora being promoted when she wasn't raised up out of training is that. All Ketra wants is to like, like she literally just wants mm-hmm. to see the world with Adora, like, and so like Adora's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what you want? I'll do that, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like I'll steal this. And then yeah. they, like they go outside the fright zone for the first time, yeah, which I hadn't realized was the first time until this um, this watch through. But um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really yeah, sweet scene. and like I, I don't know. Um, and I feel like it, it's just so cute how they're like, I don't know, like all competitive with each other for the whole ride, all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, like I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like that. Catcher is just like terribly flirting, you know, and like just like not able to try to. <laughs> 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 yeah um another thing that happens um after the the crash on the skiff ride and adora um Mm -hmm. has some some visions it's catcher that wakes her up and like i think it's light hope's voice that's like adora (laughs) and then catcher's like adora and i i feel like that like to me draws like a direct line to, like the very end of the series when like you know it's like a very like etheria versus like catra and like she she like deciding what that to do with is what she wants awesome. i don't know <laughs> like, it just felt like a little like taste I of what's to come yeah. that. that's a really cool I, parallel yeah it is i feel like also it yeah it also just reminds me of um in i guess it's the promise right um when uh, Katra and Adora go to the beacon. Uh, Adora enters the beacon, and you know she's told. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember this correctly, mm-hmm. but basically, it there are just mm-hmm. so many indications that that saying that, you know, um, the first ones are telling Adora that she has to let go of Katra. And, you know, in that episode, the big thing is just Light Hope keeps saying, like, let go, let Mm. go. And it's her letting go of Adora. Yeah. I mean, Catra. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's so much good build up in this show. <laughs> okay, also. <laughs> so, speaking of when yeah. um, Katra, like, wakes Adora up out of that sort of um, thing, is, mm-hmm. like, she's, <laughs> this is, like, really sad, but also, I mean, really funny, but also really sad, is that she's, like, are you brain jam- yeah. damaged? <laughs> like, and then she's like, Shadow Weaver's gonna kill me if you're brain damaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like she's sort of joking, but yeah. also she's not joking. Because like this is yeah. this is like the heart of it is that like Catch is yeah. literally blamed for all of Adora's mistakes. And that's so sad. <laughs> and they both yeah. too. Like they yeah. both know it. Is that like it is. I feel like, okay, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's, like, also part of the reason why Adora always tries so hard is because she knows that if she ever does anything wrong, that, like, you know, like, Kadra's gonna be blamed for it. Like, she's not gonna be blamed for it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's such a messed up thing to put on a kid. That's so messed up. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Shadow Weaver. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I also love that uh, Adora. Yeah. Well, when Catra wakes Adora up, she's like, like you know, Adora's like, "What happened?" And Catra's like, "You drove us <laughs> into a tree," and Adora's like, pushes her off. It's like, no, you did that. You drove us into a tree. <laughs> just, just a little, yeah. Fight. That was funny. Uh, okay let, let's um let's move forward yeah here. <laughs> uh, so then um, okay later on um mm-hmm. adora can't get the sword off her mind so... and she's like tossing and turning in bed and she gets up and she's like i need to do this mm-hmm. but um, yeah this is the moment she like wakes up and then she sees Ketra at the foot of the bed and she's like oh so mm-hmm. cute but um mm-hmm. then um she decides she's gonna go mm-hmm. in my head canon. Yeah, was your head canon? In in my head canon, they I always know. sleep like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like probably like oh yeah, four to five sure out of seven nights. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or some variation. They have like a schedule. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, we were talking about this earlier, but. What I feel like is really um, interesting about the scene on a second watch is that um, so Ketra notices that Adora is sneaking out and she's like, what's up, you know? And Adora's like, I'm going to go find that sword. Like, something's up with that sword. And Ketra's just like, yeah, awesome. Let's go check out the sword. Let's do that. You know, like, Ketra's totally on board with just sneaking out, doing whatever. It's like she's just like mm-hmm. as long yeah. as as long as it's just the two of them doing whatever she's um she's fine with doing it. But um Adora mm-hmm. is the one that's like um I don't want you to get in trouble for something that I'm doing, so you stay here. Which okay, that's yes. uh, that's something I wanted to ask you about. That's my question. Is um let's go over a hypothetical of what would have happened if it was like yeah come on Uh, let's go (laughs) happiness would have happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like if if katra was there to experience like what happened 
when Adora finds the sword and is there for that like first discovery of Shira, I feel like Ketra would have a lot more understanding of of how or why Adora is making the decision she's making. And I mean, in my mind, I would hope that she would be part of the best friend squad from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, like a story aside, <laughs> like, yeah, like tell the story. I yeah. <laughs> feel like okay, like this could be totally wrong, but I feel mm-hmm. like if um if Ketra had felt from the start that she was um included in um Adora's con- like consideration of her f- of her future, you know, because like it jumps things without mm-hmm. even actually really thinking about Ketra, which I think is mm-hmm. I don't know sort of messed up in a way <laughs> but um uh i feel like if ketra had f- felt included in that then she would have been on board with it totally right mm-hmm. yeah i think so i think katra's most of katra's like in her darkness or whatever mm-hmm. manifests from feeling left out or left behind and, like, I, it gets touched on so much more in the next episode when, like, the consequences mm-hmm. of Adora's actions of not bringing Ketra along, like, are, are clarified. But, like, I think that so much of Catra's function is based off of jealousy and, like, yeah. fear oh, of losing God, yeah. Adora. So I think Adora pushing her away was horrible. But on, like, the same stretch, the reason that Adora pushed her away wasn't because she didn't want Catra mm-hmm. to be around. It was for fear of what Shadow Weaver was going to do. <laughs> so, like, again, like, Shadow Weaver really, like, screwed <laughs> them over. <laughs> I know. Like, it's hard for me so, to be mad at Adora for her decision because, like, she yeah. genuinely thought she was and doing at what that was point, best for she the wasn't, two of them at that point. She wasn't going to just leave and not come back. She was still fully thinking, I'm just going to figure out what this sword is and what yeah. it means. And then you know i'm coming back to the fright zone yeah Yeah, i feel like we'll um we'll probably talk about that more in the next Mm -hmm. episode right um yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) awesome um oh yeah i I have a lot to say about about every episode uh (laughs) but also like i do want to point out the fact (laughs) that if katra did come along with adoria she would have never been captured like (laughs) Because, like, not only, like, um, no, we'll talk no about, way. like, in this basically in the next scene, um, it's like Glimmer and Bo versus Adora as they're trying to go for the sword, but uh, not just that, but like, mm-hmm. Catra is just so much better at, um, mm-hmm. I just like, uh, um, looking at the situation and making it work. So, <laughs> I, I, okay, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> What I see, like, really happening, yeah. if that were to happen, is the... Um, and she makes a point of that, too. As I feel like Adora and Catra would take Glimmer and Bo captive. And that all... Totally. Mm. And that I can see, um... Oh, yeah. I can see that happening, and then, like, maybe even, like, Glimmer and Bo convincing Adora that, like, she's on the wrong side of the war. But I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hard to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> hard to say hard to but, say no i, I have to know one day answer these pressing that Adora questions would not have been captured by glimmer <laughs> 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 uh, 
I mean, <laughs> it no. was already like would have been annoying. a very different they're encounter. Not, like, at one point, they're not. She's not tied up or anything. <laughs> but we'll get into yes, that right. little more <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Glimmer calls her out on it. I'm it's getting so ahead funny. Of <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess. Yeah. You go. But this this scene where where huh? I feel like the scene where they bump into each other, prompted by Bo's very strange line of logic, saying that Glimmer leaving her room <laughs> while she's grounded to find this tech <laughs> would be a way to prove to her mom that she's responsible. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> which again is one I of the mean, reasons i, I love both so much like i don't know i just want to say like i did not hear that line but yeah. also like that like in a way just makes me love both so much more because <laughs> yeah. he knows that's exactly Bo what at so this amazing. point yeah. that's what's driving glimmer it's just like i'm gonna get back at my mom like what she wants me to do i'm gonna do the opposite whatever yeah. i'm rebellious <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah no it's good yeah but Mm -hmm. i feel like them finding the sword Mm -hmm. is really like the beginning of the Uh, end of the episode yeah uh not a whole lot happens after that (laughs) i will say it was um sort of um, the credits happen cool to see like (laughs) i don't know like how much glimmer has grown power wise from the start of the series she was she was like mm-hmm. so weak comparatively i mean mm-hmm. like she literally <laughs> yeah i don't know um yeah. she can barely even teleport like <laughs> i don't know yeah and and just yeah seeing how much yeah. she grows like i just think of her fight with ketra in season 4 where literally her sparkles are destroying like they're basically lasers (laughs) they're like very very destructive lasers yeah and she can teleport across the world at yeah at the end yeah no and there's like uh slowly you go yeah but like this now you should go yeah so like in this first fight like we when we see some of Glimmer's powers, it's like it's impressive that she can teleport and stuff, but like they did such a good job of showing like she's really weak and like at the beginning of her like character growth because she was firing off those light balls at the like giant bug monster. It probably wasn't. And it didn't look like it was doing anything at all. <laughs> a mild annoyance. <laughs> I um I don't know, like I feel like yeah. that's like one of the like more subtle things yeah. in the show. Is just I don't know, like, Glimmer's growth in general. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I feel like she grew, like, easily the most out of all the other characters, and it's really fun to see that happen. And, like, there's such an emphasis, like, like, I feel like she grew so much, like, she was the one who got, like, one of the major character redesigns, and, like, I think her character arc... Like, I feel like, I feel like, again, like, a parallel between Catra and Glimmer is, like, Adora really didn't grow too much in terms of, like, her power or, like, her development as a character. I feel like she stays pretty consistent throughout the show, but, like, even Glimmer in, like, the first two episodes, like, 
is able to like learn and acknowledge like oh my god like awesome. I was being a dick and <laughs> to you earlier like let me apologize and like she does go through like she's good and then she kind of veers off into the bad and then she comes back to being good and like you know the only other character mm. I feel like who really got yes. the opportunity to totally. have that in depth of a journey um, I feel Katra. like I totally agree yeah. with you and um I'm really excited to talk about Glimmer in this whole show because um, I feel like, okay, I do feel like um, because Katra's growth is so much more, like it's, it's more dramatic, you know, it's, um, it's more dramatic and stuff and um, Glimmer's Mm -hmm. is more, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Sorry. I feel like Glimmer's growth resembles like mm. a much more natural that is shift from say. adolescence into adulthood. Yes. I don't know if that's what <laughs> that's you're trying, what trying to say. To, and you're saying it very but well. Like, so I think it's... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what the character ages are, but I've always perceived her as being a little younger than everyone else. And I think that it really like showcases how she handles like this huge part of her life changing and like growing and stuff compared to Katra and a lot of it does come down to the maternal figure in both of their lives like Glimmer has the support of Angela and like she knows that like when she has her little tantrum (laughs) about like you'll never get what I'm saying like you can tell like this is just a normal teenager's thought and like in 20 minutes they're gonna be over it whereas like when Katra's like I hate Shadow Weaver like later on when she takes action on that like it's (laughs) like it's pretty it's rough and it reflects like yeah Catra no, like, doesn't really like, have um, love for shadow yeah, weaver no, at all whereas like, i guess you know, like in a way they're, sort of, a lot. Um, they're very similar characters but um it's like what is the difference between having a um mm-hmm. healthy but flawed like everybody's home situation is like a healthy home situation and just a completely terrible destructive yeah. situation <laughs> yeah oh poor Katra yeah yeah but I'm 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 really glad the show they do a good job of representing um, both sides of that I'm I'm really glad that the show paralleled Glimmer with Katra because it shows Mm -hmm. um it shows the difference in that you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and like Glimmer she she grows up with so much love yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah she does and Katra really only has Adora and Adora ends up leaving her (laughs) so that's really sad (laughs) like it's so hard for me to like point the finger at Adora and be like this is all your fault because like she was also so young at the time and like that's yeah. not no i you know it's, it's hard to totally, say it was like, anyone's yeah. fault but Shadow i feel like there's like this like cycle of um just like abuse and stuff that's like passed down through through people um but maybe shadow weaver had that but we don't get to see mm-hmm. that and so i'm inclined to uh blame shadow weaver for things because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally um <laughs> yeah i blame shadow weaver so yeah. 
Where were were we? We were about on the with this episode. Yeah, I think um, uh, there's a fight. I think that's pretty much the end. Really, it's just the fight with that bug. She does transform. I don't even know if they fight it. I think she just transforms. So, okay. First off. <laughs> so let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see this right here. So, sorry, I'm looking through my notes. Oh, yeah, okay, so, um, <laughs> so basically the first time that Adora comes into contact with the sword, um, Light Hope asks her if she, like, if she's ready to fight for Grayskull, which I am still a little confused about. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a few, um, I have a few. <laughs> maybe I just need to rewatch the fifth season because <laughs> I know it goes into a little more detail there. But also, I'm just a little bit confused about this because, um, I, I guess I have two options here. Okay, is that so? Okay. The first option is so. Um, Light Hope is asking her to fight for Grey Skull, and in like in my understanding, which could be wrong, is that Grey Skull is the sort of like rebellion group that Mara was working with, right? Against the first ones, because Mara was, I mean, she was the first one, but she was also against Mm. the first ones. And she wanted to keep the first ones from using and accessing Ethereum's magic. And so Grayskull was the final rebellion group against them, which um, that was the case. This is is what I think if that was the case, is that... Mm. um, the um like activator phrase for the honor of gray skull you know because gray skull is against mm-hmm. light one i mean the um the first ones that would mean mm-hmm. that light hope is opposed to gray skull because they're rebelling against the first ones right um so like in my mind either light hope light hope is um mm. Opposed to Rachel, but also just telling Adora to to say that phrase because it's the activator phrase, and she doesn't really want to go into it. Um, mm. which I mm. I feel like that's what's going on, but I could have misinterpreted, and maybe Grayskull mm-hmm. is, um, a rebellion against like Horde Primes fighters it's like a first one rebellion against that and in that case then light hope isn't like manipulating things and stuff yeah anyways i was wondering if you guys remembered what that was about Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that was very convoluted (laughs) i I, those are definitely very interesting (laughs) theories and points the only thing that i know about it and yeah uh this is basically just me reading the Wikipedia page for Shira, <laughs> um, where I was I was looking at uh, Adora, basically, you know where she came from. She's the brother. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> she's the sister of He Man, um, but that they were descendants <laughs> from uh, a family with the like name of Grayskull. 
So they're descendants of Grayskull. Um, that's all I found. <laughs> oh. I don't know anything else about this. But, you know, maybe there's something that we can um, mm-hmm. uh, circle back to, like, uh, for our next totally. podcast. Yeah. Or if any, if any of the listeners know, they could yeah. contact us on totally. our Instagram or, yeah. or Twitter um, and let us let mm-hmm. us know what Grace School is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the last line of the show is Zendora saying for the honor of Grace School. <laughs> so Shira. And transforming. Um <laughs> the princess of power. No. Yeah. Do you guys have um, any I other, like, notes, notes you want to touch I think on the only thing we wrap oh. up? I think the only thing that I wanted to to say was that when um, when Adora... I, I think this is when she's transforming. Uh, I can't remember quite exactly when, but when the vision shows, mm-hmm. um, it's... There's a just a lot of information yeah. packed in there and when we see a lot of really big moments we see mara's ship crashing in the desert um we see the portal that adora was mm-hmm. brought through oh yeah um and those are just really you know really mm-hmm. they're going to be really important to the story mm-hmm. later on yeah no i think yeah i think that really goes to show how much um planning went into this like they really i know that it's pretty common knowledge that the entire show is planned out like from the beginning and like i think that's testament to like totally why i don't know that's the usage of the word but like that's why the show ends up getting out so well um past few years um i don't know like I, i value shows that have um that have things planned out yeah totally they know that they know where they're going. They know where the characters are going, and it feels yeah. um, mad respect. Feels coherent, and that's important. Yeah, and like, oh, I feel like this show does such a good job of like totally um, easing into the lore and just like the history of things, and it's awesome. Like, mm. oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. that first transformation scene, Shane, like we were talking about, all those. I appreciate crashes, that so like, much. Okay, like there's like the um, ship crashing. There's like the portal. Like those are important scenes. Those are very important scenes, and they're important throughout the entire run of this show. That's so cool. How like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. how that is in this first episode. That's amazing. That's really cool. I can't even yeah. think of the show that does that. Other than this show. Yeah, that's all. What were you gonna say about your? Can um, I think of it? You had something. Oh yeah. Um, I guess this was Making? what you were talking about—the transformation first with the visions. Um, that was the big one, but um, oh. but there were like okay. a bunch of like little ones. We can cut all of you if you want or not, <laughs> but like, um, just like a, I just added, I just tacked on a few little notes. Um uh so yeah this is not important so we can cut this out later if we want but um first off like i thought it was like so cute and such a a, like um 
characterization of Bo, how like he's like from the start making friends with um, Adora, even though she's a captive. Like, yeah, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm excited to get to the episode when they capture Katra because you can (laughs) see a lot of parallels where it's like Bo. Yeah, does treat his prisoners like that it's not just adora it's not this one Mm -hmm. instance it's like he does always have that compassion and that kind of like i think you can change (laughs) uh, mentality and like not even like um like he Mm -hmm. also like i mean he just sees the good in everybody totally yeah it's like what a um he's a he's an inspiration yeah he's a good character (laughs) Mm -hmm um <laughs> also um in this episode one note i have I is that um they run across a destroyed city that the horde destroyed and um that's like adora's first encounter of seeing um what the horde actually does to mm-hmm. the world and i mm. feel like it's um yeah i don't know i was like really impressed with how adora handled that like um, she deals with it a lot more in the upcoming episode, so maybe we'll just cut this out and talk it about it later. But um, I feel like I don't know. She takes it so well, where she's like, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm just like completely on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 In the next episode, I think like. Uh, they do a really, really cool totally. juxtaposition between Adora's reaction to finding yeah, we'll out talk, that the horde I, is evil yeah. and Catra's reaction. There's a lot to talk about there. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But like, um, I just think it's so funny. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Um, do we have time for a couple more things or no? Okay. Um, also, okay. I thought it was um, beautiful, yeah. sort of, that like the first time that we get a She-Ra appearance is um is for friendship it's so great because um literally like i mean she's just met glimmer and bow um and she's even still their prisoner mm-hmm. but this like beast thing is about to just like mm-hmm. kill them or something and that's what drives her to be like <laughs> i need to transform you know like that's so fitting <laughs> and it's like yeah. amazing because throughout the whole show and especially in the last season it's like yeah that is what drives adora you know <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. friendship and like she goes through you can see her make like a decision like she 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 weighs the pros and cons yeah. she's like looking at the monster <laughs> looking at glimmer awesome <laughs> looking at the sword or whatever and yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's cool yeah Oh, um, uh, I mean, not really, but if you guys want to talk about, like, a quick style watch. Style watch? (laughs) Style watch. Yeah. Um, I think, um, style watch. It's, uh, really, we're all a super fan of the animation style here. And yeah, if we want to talk about that a little bit, totally. Oh, we're not just talking about costumes. I was just gonna. We talk can about talk costumes. about costumes. Yeah. We talk about everything. I'm like, <laughs> I love everything about it. Like, I love how we can um, do both. 
I don't know, like, from the start, it's, like, the first scene is, like, Etheria with, like, the moons around it, and then you zoom in on the Fright Zone, which is, like, absolutely this, like, mm. I don't know, it's, like, a dark place. It's, like, all, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, like, trashy. it looks like a trash heap, totally. <laughs> like, a green trash heap, but, like, still a trash heap. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, like, yeah, everybody's costumes are awesome. Let's totally go in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things about the costumes in the mm-hmm. show, and it's so consistent, is everyone always has really, really cool, like, shoes and boots and stuff. And, like, they look oh. they look like something that you would have gotten on, like, your Polly Pocket when you were a kid. And I, I absolutely <laughs> love it so much. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. design. It makes An me so snack. happy that he can't wear anything but oh my crop tops <laughs> um i know it's you know i know in the original series he also wore yeah. a crop top but i love that they kept that um and it's just like just uh just a staple mm-hmm. of his of his totally. character yeah yeah <laughs> uh i think we oh, yeah. we all agree that Ketra and glimmer proved to be the fashion icons <laughs> of the show <laughs> yeah because they go through, oh, um, for they go through sure, a number for of sure. changes in there um, I mean especially Ketra but both of them change the other characters yeah yeah, um, yeah Ketra like <laughs> I yeah. think it's like yeah. I love her outfits <laughs> I love how like I don't know like this could be absolutely wrong mm-hmm. so if you guys disagree that's fine but um it seems like her whole like vibe from the start is like like she like wants to give off this feel that she doesn't care but she like really does <laughs> because like I mean like her clothes are all, like they're like all yeah. ripped and stuff but like who wears ripped clothes mm-hmm. really <laughs> who wears yeah. ripped clothes? except for people that um, like have intentionally ripped the, the fashion yeah. icons yeah yeah <laughs> totally yeah, and then like I I love how um, Adora's um, like Katra. her outfit. It, I mean, it doesn't change for the whole show, and that makes a lot of sense because she hasn't. I mean, she never thinks about that. You know, she's like business, 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 mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, that's for. That's I love Shadow Weaver's <laughs> outfit. I, I love that her hair just does this kind of floaty <laughs> action. <laughs> At and least her, for like, now. her non-existent uh, legs, but like the like uh-huh. <laughs> the bottom of her like <laughs> oh, clothing yeah. is like yeah. it's like in that so somehow cute. her mask has expressions. <laughs> <laughs> she's the right yeah, you know, her, like she's just like oh yeah. She's like slipping into everything. She's just like all over the place it's so creepy i know <laughs> yeah mm. yeah mm-hmm. but also so funny at the same time cool um so i think that this is a great conclusion to our first episode um, not that they know. Um, no unless you guys have any other points to bring up I think just the uh, plugs. 
thank you guys for listening. Um, this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, we just wanted to let you know where you can check us out. So uh, if you want to send us an email, email us at shirabestfriendspod at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at best underscore friend underscore pod. Or check us out on Instagram at bestfriendspod. Uh, 